Hello everyone and welcome to episode 10 of 10 Minute Country with me, James Dakin. Today I am going to talk about the thorny issue of uh, Carrie Underwood's new album, Cry Pretty. Uh, released on Friday, last Friday, uh, with uh, all the fanfare and all the promises that it was her most personal album yet. Um, to give you a bit of context, I'm a huge Carrie Underwood fan, dating back to, don't know, whenever the first album came out, 2005, 2007, wasn't it? Bought that album uh, in that cycle, and uh, I've been a fan of Carrie since. Thrilled to have seen her a couple of times along the way, and um, you know, a, a massive fan of hers, and and particularly the, her last album, Storyteller, which I thought was her finest moment. The the signs were looking good for Cry Pretty. Uh, the title track itself, I think, is an immense song, full of power and positivity. Um, and she's got involved recently with the campaign to put more women on radio as well, um, and opened up um, to her own issues, like having three miscarriages in 2017. And uh, the new single, Love Wins, even sees her stepping into the political arena, with lines like, politics and prejudice, how the hell it ever come to this? Uh, in a song that desperately seems to be trying to sort of begin a healing process for American society. So I was stoked for the album because um, both those songs are excellent, both have a message, which is what we're used to from Carrie. Big, dramatic songs. Um, And so I was thoroughly looking forward to the album um, popping through my letterbox on Friday. But repeat listens to Cry Pretty over the weekend have began to reveal an altogether different album for me to the one I was expecting. Um, The bullet and spinning bottles aside, there seem to be very few stories on this album. There's nothing particularly personal, I don't think, from her, aside from Kingdom, which is probably the most personal song she's ever written, but it gets a little too preachy and, and churchy for me about halfway through, and it does feel like you're sitting in the pews... Um, you know, we get that from Carrie. Something in the water had a, a very similar sort of message, and I thought that was an awesome song and one that I could sing along to without feeling uh, that sort of religious pressure. So I was trying to wonder why the album wasn't connecting with me, and then I looked at Storyteller. And if you look at the first five songs on both Storyteller and Cry Pretty, they, for me, we've got, I'm beginning to find the problem with the nutshell problem with the album in a nutshell if you look at the first five songs on storyteller you've got renegade runaway dirty laundry and church bells those three are epic songs of bombast and power that leave you breathless before the beautifully positive heartbeat comes on and then her statement song smoke break complete the first five songs on that album contrast that with the first first five songs on um, cry pretty the first three songs are all ballad ballady torch songs Yes, Cry Pretty has big intentions and a great message, and it's probably one of my favourite songs of the year. Uh, But Ghosts on the Stereo and Low are are quite lonely, sad songs. So, the first three songs on Storytellers, Renegade, Runaway, Dirty Laundry, Church Bells, first three songs on Cry Pretty, Cry Pretty, Ghosts on the Stereo, Low. They're creating a completely different atmosphere for me here. And then song number four is Backsliding, which is a sort of pop song about a toxic relationship that she keeps sliding back into with no real positive ending uh, at all and then you've got southbound as song number five which for me is carrie's attempt to write a bro country song about two years after bro country died on the altar of chris stapleton 
Southbound is a really weird song for me. It's trite. It's it's almost a disingenuous song because of the way she lives her lifestyle compared to the one she's advocating in the song. It's a song about partying on the lakes from the riverbank to the party cove. As long as it floats, we'll rock your boat. This is Carrie Underwood singing that, folks. You know, you can't tell me she's engaged in that type of lifestyle at weekends. That one feels misplaced to me, mistimed and a mistake. Um, it's fakery. It's like a deliberate attempt to try and write a party song. Uh, and and I, I really dislike it uh, because it feels fake. Uh, when what we want from her is songs like Last Name and Cupid's Got a Shotgun. The, the drink references on the album are quite surprising to me as well. Um, never before have I seen Carrie, uh, Carrie talk about drink so much. You know, Ghosts on the Stereo is about a night in by yourself, you know, feeling depressed and lonely, listening to Hank Haggard and Jones. Southbound is all about drinking redneck margaritas. Drinking alone is nothing more than just a hookup booty call song from a sad woman in a bar. Um, Spinning Bottles is about drink, but it's, you know, it's about alcoholism uh, in a similar way to sort of parts of Wasted were. And the difference for me here is that Carrie in Spinning Bottles finally becomes a third-person observer on a song on this album. You know, she's telling a cautionary tale rather than personalise it by singing about it in the first person like she does on some of the others. And I think the crux of this is that this is my big problem with the album. She's not really telling any tales on this album outside of The Bullet and Spinning Bottles. When you look at my list of my favourite Carrie Underwood songs, you know, Jesus Take the Wheel, Wasted... Two Black Cadillacs, Just a Dream, Temporary Home, Dirty Laundry, Church Bells, All-American Girl, Blown Away. These are all stories where Carrie takes the third-person observer storyteller narrative and she tells a story. And actually, there's a lot of hope in those songs. You know, Jesus Take the Wheel, Wasted, Two Black Cadillacs, Temporary Home, Blown Away are all dramatic um, songs, but they all carry the, the hopeful message that you know things will get better, you can triumph over your adversities. Um, and to me, there's a lot of sadness and loneliness on Cry Pretty that doesn't put that message across. Ghosts on the stereo doesn't, Low doesn't. The, the woman in backsliding goes back to the guy that, you know, is no good for her. Song that we used to make love to is, is, is a sort of regretful ballad. About a woman who's lost the love of her life. Drinking Alone, you know, is a miserable song, really. This album is full of misery and bad decisions and regret. And yet, in all the press, we hear that it's her most personal album yet. So it seems at odds with, with Carrie's life to me. You know, she appears to be a happily married Christian mother of soon to be two. And, and you know, if you read the article with her in the Sunday Times here in the UK a couple of weeks ago, um, you would have seen her portrayed as a hard-working woman who holds Bible reading classes on a daily basis with um, her son Isaiah and works out religiously and exists on nothing more than sniffs of vegetables and protein. So th- these these miserable, these lonely drinking songs with very little hope in them do not seem to me to be where Carrie Underwood is in her life right now. And that's why I'm not feeling the songs. Yeah, they're well put together. The, the, the programming on them is good. There's some cracking guitars on Low and Cry Pretty. 
but I'm just not bonding with the songs because for me there's nothing of Carrie Underwood in them. Uh, there's a lot of self-pity on this album. There's a lot of, yeah, this, you know, this is this is the misery. This is how it's going to be, uh, and there's no ending denouement of happiness. Um, End up with you is a more positive song, but uh, the awful pop pro- programming on that and the, and the heavy keyboards leave me, uh, as a 47-year-old middle-aged man, feeling a little bit isolated from the sound of that, as well as being isolated from from the lyrics. So. Cry Pretty is not working for me as an album. Uh, I don't think it's the most personal um, album that she's ever made. Um, Yes, she's written loads of the songs. She's been involved in the production. But the lyrics to me, I'm hoping that they are not about her lifestyle because, you know, that's not where I I, I want her to be. (laughs) And that's not where I perceive her to be. Um... So for me, I, I, I will file this one away. Some of the songs will go on my greatest hits. You know, there's some backs. Um, there's um, Cry Pretty itself and Spinning Bottles and The Bullet and Kingdom um, will go on the um, greatest hits. Ghosts on the Stereo will probably make it on there because it's a nice song. But as an album, I'm just not getting it. It's nowhere near as good a storyteller. Um, and, and, you know, I, I admire her trying to move towards a more poppy, um, middle of the road sound and away from more of the country stuff that Storyteller had on it, but it, it's left me a little cold if I'm being honest. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm having a real problem bonding with it because of the lack of third person narratives, because of the lack of drama, because of the lack of power, because of the lack of any positive messages a lot of the time. Um, which is not what I have taken from Carrie throughout her whole career. So, you know, I'd love to know what you guys think about it. Am I just a a, a lonely voice in in the void and everyone else who, you know, seems to be bonding with it online? There's lots of people saying that they love it. There's lots of people saying, you know, Southbound is is the most banging song that she's ever, you know, produced. I'm feeling a little at odds right now and wondering whether it's just me and whether I'm overthinking it or whether I just need to give this album some time or not. I'd love to know what you guys think about Cry Pretty. Um, Hit me up on social media, let me know. In a nice way, please don't send me horrible messages um, and troll me, all you mental carry fans, because I'm not saying, you know, this is it. All I'm saying is, for me, it's a disappointing album, and I've tried to go into the reasons why. So, you know, let's not do the hate. I'd love to know if I am anywhere... um, in the vicinity of these songs or whether I'm just um, need to listen to the album a little bit more. I'd love to know what you guys think. Thanks for listening. I've been James Dakin. This is 10 Minute Country.